And we're here with the 132 Breeze podcast. Um, apparently, we got two professionals here who <laughs> had some technical difficulties getting this thing for it. But this is uh, Marlo, and uh, also Casey's on this. What's going on, Casey? Hello, Marlo. If the podcast goes anywhere as long as it took to get us started, it will be a, a fun, free-flowing podcast. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, good to be here for the inaugural uh, podcast. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a test or is a podcast, but whatever. We'll we'll, uh, we'll keep it I w- going. Um, I would like I would like to mention for any sponsors out there, I do have an uh, generic, unnamed alcoholic or non alcoholic beverage here. So if they, you know, anybody wants to consider sponsoring this segment, uh, I have two generic beverages here too for them to uh, sponsor. So yeah, that's how we profit. So. Now that we know that we're talking to professionals here, <laughs> the topic at hand um, that we wanted to get well, to first is, of all, first yeah. of all, what do we think that this podcast is going to be? Lay uh, it out for the listeners. What are we? Man. What are we doing here? Oh, well, honestly, we're just two pretty unnormal, normal guys who enjoy badger everything. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, and Boy Badger, everything. So, I, you know, just from our, our personal lives, obviously, we know each other and we probably have had our, our uh, we've had our disagreements and agreements when it comes to Badger athletics. Um, so, it's just, you know, kind of taking what our time at 132 Breeze and, and beyond and just putting it in front of a microphone. All right. So, predominantly Badger podcast, but we'll talk about some other fun things that we find interesting along the way exactly you got it okay does okay. that sound Just good sound like sure. a plan we're all on the same page here so all right <laughs> yeah so, all on the okay. same page actually so an anything, interesting time to start, a, to start a badger podcast oh yeah at the, the end of the basketball season the end of the basketball season the worst basketball i guess we'll talk about the season uh, in greater review later but the worst basketball season in 14 years since I arrived on on campus in Madison, so what a time! What is what a time it is to be a Badger? Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it's okay. I'll get we'll get to how like how weird it is in a minute, but uh, <laughs> let's just start with today. Can we start with today? Yeah, and just looking at we had Michigan State at home last game. Yeah. I guess it was senior night. I think we had one senior, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Aaron Mesh. Yeah. yeah so. Um, he got in there at a relatively, relatively meaningful moment. He did, yeah. That he was, was the yeah. <laughs> he did like guard is like just get in there and I don't know maybe we'll pull something out. That was actually that was yeah. really strange. But starting from the beginning of that game, I thought like I don't know if you, like the first play where Bridges got rebound and just dunked it in everyone's face. I'm like, oh, this game's over because um, <laughs> that seemed the way the way that the season was going, but. Um, they actually put up, they actually put up a really good fight, uh, yeah. com- especially compared to the last time we played them, uh, which was a complete blowout. Yeah, Michigan State came out went up. I think it was eight zero, just offensive rebounds, being more athletic, and I was kind of sitting there going, "Oh boy, here we go. This is how it's going to go." But we uh, scrapped back and made it made it ugly. You know, I, I felt like it was a old time. Uh, throwback almost to the way we used to play at home, you know, make it ugly, make good shot, you know, some shots and, and see if we can, you got to win against a better team. Uh, yeah. 
didn't go didn't go that way, but yeah, no, a hundred percent. Because that I, I actually yeah, that was my thinking going through a, a lot of that game. Um, you know, after they opened up the oh eight, and we we kind of came back. But one of the that's what reminded me. I was like, man, this this kind of kind of looks like the Badger team I used to know back in the day, where you, you know where we always thought we had a shot, no matter what team was coming into our gym. And you know, like you said, like Michigan State is clearly more athletic than us. Like not even they're more athletic than most teams in the country, to be honest. But compared to Wisconsin, it's just it doesn't even it's just complete night and day. But um, I think we're used to seeing that. But just the way the season is going, I you know it just it just reminded me of those those teams that we uh, we have come to love in the past. Um, but to, Go back to Michigan State. Can we talk about their uniforms? Sure. That was like, why do they do that? Why do they go to that like, like that whatever Nike does with with their uniforms and that black and like neon yellow? Like, I don't understand. It's do you like those things? I mean, I'm a I'm a traditionalist. I don't like changes to to any of the uniforms. But no, no, I yeah. did not. It looked. Uh, the green almost looked like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles green, a little too bright. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Didn't For like sure. <laughs> I was just like, I hate, I was like, why are they coming out? Like, uh, I, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be their tournament colors or whatever, but it's, it, I think, two thumbs down. Is that agreeable? Yeah, two, yeah, two thumbs down on that. Yeah. So, I mean, um, one of the joys of having this game on was that it was a national CBS um, televised game, and everyone, I, I, everyone got to see the the joy that is Wisconsin basketball. But I always understand, like, whenever this happens, and especially like as a year like this year, where no one's paying attention to Wisconsin, and then they get this national televised game, and all these the announcers are saying the same things we've heard all year. Um, but then everyone in the country gets to see it, and they kind of pop off <laughs> of, of what's going on. So, like, Davidson, who had a great game, by the way. Um, great game. Yeah, career high, was it 30 points? 30 points, yep. 30 points and another separated shoulder. So pretty par for the course. Um, but how many times did the, the announcers kind of yell out that he was a quarterback um, in high school? Yeah. Two-sport two, two player. Two sport player, quarter uh, quarterback in high school. Who would have thought? Who would have yeah. thought that uh, he'd be an athletic person? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, and so, but like, I don't know about you. I, I believe it doesn't matter what announcing crew we have. I've, they have mentioned that every game. Yeah, it's definitely become uh, former walk on or you know won a dunk contest type type level of of comment to me. I mean. And what 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 percentage of of guards played quarterback? I bet it's a high percentage of guards played quarterback. If they played foot, like if a lot of foot. you know elite guards would be you know one one sport players, but right. I bet it's a lot. Yeah, this cannot be an uncommon thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just yeah, so exactly. And I was it was just kind of it was in, it was kind of enjoyable because I have gotten you know very sick of it, and just to watch like the you know the the internet kind of hop on and with all the comments like did you know davidson was a quarterback it's like i didn't know no one knew but now we all do and now we're all now we're all better people for it <laughs> so yeah but um yeah that was good so 
just with all that saying is I had to, you know, at this point in the season, I had to die. I'm surprised I didn't do it before, but I dove into, you know, his quarterback's uh, stats from his senior year. Oh, boy. Yeah. So listen to this. Listen to this. 2,418 passing yards, 23 passing touchdowns, 891 rushing yards, and 15 rushing TDs, all on 62.9 passing percentage, completion percentage. It's not bad. Wow. Not bad. So. But what a a performance by him. I mean, the, the way he can create that space on that step back, I mean, obviously he's not a tall guy. Uh, and he can create space on that step back. Drawn fouls on Langford got him fouled out. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the deep, deep threes he hit was, you know, really encouraging. Uh, obviously, three point game that's impressive. But kind of some of the other smaller things for a, a freshman, you know, uh, at the I guess the end of the season, but still a freshman mm-hmm. controlling the game like he did was was pretty impressive. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I was I was very impressed with with him and that where like that step back it was actually working for him, which is very surprising going back to like how athletic Michigan State is. Um, yeah. it's it's not. I mean, it's something he's been you know I've seen it done in the past, but not to this effectiveness. And it was just it was very surprising with, again against Michigan State. Um, but yeah, he was feeling it. He was feeling it. Um, tap not so much. I mean, he was, you know, that's kind of how it goes, but it's either, it's either one or the other. But one of the surprising things, like, who is this Thomas kid? Where he come from? Oh, man. Charles Thomas. That was the first thing I wrote down on my game notes because I'm a, uh, you know, capital J journalist. Uh, <laughs> wrote down on my game notes, Charles Thomas who? I mean, making an impact, playing minutes, unbelievable. I think oh, that was the most impactful I've seen him all, all season. Yeah, so I did the same thing. I was like, "Who?" I was like, "Thomas, who is this?" Like, I I've definitely seen I've definitely seen him come in, you know, in the past. I'm like, okay, he's chewing up minutes for no reason. Like, get back to the bench. But <laughs> like yeah. this, um, yeah, today he really, he really, he really uh, had some powerful, powerful, meaningful minutes, and you know, did some good out there. So that's a plus. So we got Davison, we had Thomas. That was a plus. Um, I guess the minus was there was no win, but we did cover. So, yeah, that's what great teams do. Great teams cover. Great teams cover. Um, yeah, I mean that's really that's really that really sums up the game. I, they they gave a fight. Davidson played well. Hab was trying to do his thing. Uh, he actually did better than he did last game. The last game they just out athletic him. Um, I think was it. I know, but they had what, eight blocks this game, which I think last time they had a block party had double digit blocks. So that's an yeah. improvement. Um. Yeah, so that's yeah, that was good. I don't know. I, I kind of recaps it all. I I had down that like the tur- like really the kind of that turning point for me, anyways. Uh, was in the second when it was under five. We were we were down four, and then they let Winston hit a three uh, again because he he went like five or five or six or six or something like that. Some I crazy. think it was six for six. Yeah, yeah, six for six, which that's it's that's, that's unreal. Um, but yeah, that was kind of that was kind of the. Turning point, they they came back a little bit after that, you know, kind of put a little fear into Michigan State, but weren't able to just get over that hump. Yeah, with, I think it went Winston hit a three, then Bridges hit that long two, and then Jackson hit a three, like yeah. in succession. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. a big, and then 
trying to stay impartial. The big no call on Pritzel on that three. I think we were down four at the time or, or maybe even more, but big no call on, on his three-point attempt at where he got hit on the, the guide arm. Yeah, there, there's a there, that, 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 that ref crew, I mean, you could probably say this about any game, disclaimer, but it, it seems a little suspect. Like, it seemed they weren't calling, which is, I guess, maybe this time of year, but at the same time, there were, like, some smaller calls that they were calling that didn't make sense. Yeah. It just wasn't consistent yeah. in my book. Yeah. One thing I noticed, though, and this this brought me back, every time there's a nervy situation, a final minute, minute and a half in a game, the band comes up and plays if you want to be a Badger. And just, <laughs> it takes it just takes it, the moment away. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. you've got to sing the song, you got to do the little dance thing, and it's just... Yeah, it doesn't let you be in the moment of of being in a nervy basketball game and excited. You know, it just yeah. kills me every time. Every yeah. time I yeah, think back to that. a big game. Oh, yeah. My highlight of the game, if you want to hear this, yeah, um, was coming sure. back from a timeout, the last timeout for the first half, and let me clear my throat. Is clearly playing in the loudspeaker, and Miles Bridges is jamming out, singing along to let me clear my throat. And this is a highlight yeah. to me because Miles Bridges is, what, 19, 20 at max? And he knows the yeah. words to those songs. He's a sophomore. Yes, a sophomore. He knows the words to those songs, which makes me feel like I'm still kind of cool. So let's talk about Miles Bridges for a second. <laughs> okay. Because uh, presumably lottery pick, right, high draft pick type yeah. guy. And... I know he so, – so the narrative was that he might might not be in the game because his mom got a free dinner or something or a couple hundred dollars. I don't remember exactly what, what it was. But when we talk about Michigan State being a more athletic team, you know, he shows his athleticism on, like, the first play of the game. I think he's just going to dominate and tear us apart the whole game. And he comes in, I think he ended up 4 for 18, something like that. I have to look at the the numbers again, but – Really underwhelming performance. And Nate Reavers is guarding him. I mean, if you can't score on Nate Reavers in Wisconsin, you're going to be a top pick. I don't know. I don't know. It makes me a little little nervous. Yeah, I, 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 I see what you're saying. But I mean, I feel like just watching him, he's like he's, I mean, he's super, obviously super athletic. He has some sort of touch. But, I mean, the last game he torched us. And it, it was like he was playing yeah. in the JV team. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it was the FBI breathing yeah. down his throat that kind of got him all in a tizzy. He also has a terrible back tattoo. Um, <laughs> for the record, but yeah, no, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. It's like it's one of those things. Like if you can't, if you can't show up for this, like what makes you think you can show up for the next level? Yeah, I don't know. Just made me a little made me a little nervous about. It. So you don't want him on the Bucks, is what you're saying. Sure. Sure. <laughs> okay. All right. Three for three for fifteen. Three for fifteen. Zero for seven from three. Four for four from the line for ten points. Really. Thirty-eight minutes. Hmm. Yeah. Tough game. Tough okay. That's yeah. That's a tough game, and we and they still pulled out the victory. So. And one one zero personal fouls. Wow. That's hard to do. It is hard to do. It's not being aggressive. But one. But aggressive. one. One monster dunk. One monster dunk. Yeah, one monster dunk to begin the game. So he has that going for him. So yeah, just to I mean I guess that for for me really wraps up really wraps up that game. 
Um, yeah. And uh, so, like, with that in in kind of the rear view mirror, I guess I wanted to take a look at... Uh, regular season. Yeah, what, like the regular season as a whole. We kind of, you know, dove into it a little bit in the beginning, but it has been, as everyone knows, a rough season that we haven't been accustomed to since pretty much I've been paying attention to Badger basketball, um, you know, my freshman year. And, yep. yeah, so, I don't know. What are your What are some of your over over overarching thoughts for the season? Well, well, obviously disappointing is the the first word that comes to mind. I went back and tried to look at what we were projected to be mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the season. So now we finished up. Uh, what is it? Seven and eleven here uh, in the conference. Fourteen and seventeen uh, overall. Yeah. Uh, so a disappointing, uh, disappointing season. And so I went back and tried to look at where we were expected to finish at the beginning of the season. And we ranged anywhere in the Big Ten from fourth to seventh, which I think was pretty optimistic uh, on the season. Fourth, I obviously very optimistic uh, that we would finish in the top four. And we, I got I can go through my excuses in, in a minute. So what I want to do is throw some excuses at you here in a moment. And uh, okay, we're gonna start with excuses. How you feel about them? Okay, uh, but. No, not we. We don't need to go to excuses yet. Okay. But think. So the streak snapped. Uh, we had 14 years, or this was the 14th year. I don't remember exactly um, of making the tournament. Uh, oh, well, that's finishing not, that's, the top that's four. That's not over. That's not over. It hasn't been decided yet. <laughs> okay, <laughs> finishing top four in the Big Ten. That one's over. That's over. That one's over. So it made me think about some other streaks. Yeah, and it just these streaks getting bigger makes me makes me feel uh, a little bit nervous. I guess going forward. Uh, the two that I found that I like the best are both over Minnesota. So we've beaten the Minnesota football team 14 times in a row. Mm-hmm. Went back to 2004. God, it's going to be a sad day when that ends. But I know. I was, at, I was at the last one. I was at the last one, Minnesota one. <laughs> I was, and that, yeah, and I think of that because I, I was like a sad. Half ago. That was a sad, yeah, that was a sad day when that happened. I can't imagine, like, and I feel bad for, like, kids you know, 14 year olds now. I mean, it could get to a point. I mean, if you keep it going, like it could get to the point where a kid goes to Madison and fret, like, and it's their first game they've never seen Wisconsin lose to Minnesota. Wow. Minnesota. And okay. then they're Anyways, a go freshman ahead. stand. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, and then we beat Minnesota basketball eight times in a row, too, which is just dominating the Minnesota Wisconsin rivalry right now in sports. Yeah. Pretty exciting time. Yeah. Uh, that is me deflecting from. The basketball season. Mm. So I got a list of excuses here that I okay. want to I want to throw at you. See how legitimate you see that you feel that they are. Uh, okay. So to... so wait, we're con- we're conceding. Obviously, we're conceding. It's a down season, and this yep. is why. Is what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah, these are my my excuses why, and I want you to okay. say how legitimate or see if you agree or or disagree. Uh, and how this is... much has contributed to the. We'll call this. Yeah, to we'll call this the segment cases excuses. Yep. All right. So, I guess the the number one kind of down year reason is we lost four starters from last year. Uh, four year starter in Koenig uh, Hayes. Uh, you know, a, a contributor for all four years of his of his career. Uh, some other starters as well, uh, Showalter and uh, so on. Uh, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of minutes. A lot of experience to replace. That's excuse one. Okay, I 
I so I'm I, I'm like I'm in half agreement with this. I, I get that we lost like losing a lot of talent. Um, that that does hurt, but at the same time, like, this is college basketball, and that's gonna happen. And you should be planning ahead. And so yes, mm. we lost him, but I I can't. I mean yes, it's, it, I mean if we see, I can go both ways with it. I so I, I get where you're coming from, but then I kind of look at it and I, I feel like. This is something we saw coming, so, you know, what was the backup plan? All right. Excuse two. That's a, I, I agree. Excuse <laughs> two. Injuries. So we have, we have the four starters uh, gone from last year. We lose our starting point guard and one of our, I guess, let's say, highest-performing uh, freshmen, Kobe King, uh, after 10 games into the season. Losing your... Uh, experienced point guard, leaving it left to, to Davison to run the point as a true freshman. Uh, that's tough. What do you feel about that? No, I, this one's valid. It's very valid. I, you know, coming into season, I was, I, I thought Kobe was going to be that breakout freshman. Um, honestly, uh, just, I don't know, from all the hype that he brought and seeing videos from when they went over to, where they go to? Like Australia for the summer or something like that. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah. I thought Kobe. I thought Kobe King would be plugging pretty well, and Davidson was going to, you know, play uh, a role, but not obviously the role he was forced into. Um, and so yeah, I th- I believe, especially it was all at one position, right? Um, that yeah. that's you know that's just that's crazy. So this I would say legitimate excuse. All right, legitimate excuse. All right. Uh, next one is. Lost a lot of close games. Could have gone. Could have gone either way. We had UCLA scored in the last second basket. Baylor kind of close. They pulled away on free throws. Uh, Penn State, Rutgers, Nebraska, Maryland all felt like one possession games going down the stretch. If a handful of those go the other way, we're talking about a completely different season. Did you say Xavier? I did not say Xavier. I, I know it ended up being a ten point game, but it was it was a closer game it was closer than, than, than the score. Um, so like that was, that was the part of the season where it was like, though it was like three in a row that we lost yeah. in like Xavier, the last, Baylor, UCLA. Yeah. in the last like two, you know, it was in the last few minutes. Right. Um, and I think like Xavier, I think watching it was like, that's a young team and that's going to happen. And then it went to Baylor. Was Baylor the comeback or is that UCLA? I can't remember one of the two, cause that was that tournament. Right. And yeah, no, yeah. One of them, I, th- I believe, it was I think it was UCLA, where they they were down big and then they came back. But uh, I, Xavier's team, Baylor's, so what? But like losing the UCLA, like looking at what kind of team they are now, <laughs> it makes I'm like, yeah. how did how did we lose that? <laughs> so yeah, we had some other close games. So, but that was a that was a big that was a big point for me. And how about this? You tell me if you agree with it. Was that's. Yes, they could have gone either way, but it seemed to become a pattern that in tight minutes towards the end, they were not pulling through. And it was, it seemed like they were doing what they, you know, it was, it was becoming their fault. Their, it was because of them that they were losing. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that does, it does make sense. And it did start to feel like a pattern and I don't you know, we get in these tight games, and I remember thinking uh, back on these, and 
it's inbounding the ball to half or getting the ball into the post to half and a double team coming in us not handling it well or a shot getting uh, or the ball getting kicked out to open three that doesn't go in. Things like that seem to happen a lot. So, all right. All right. So not a legitimate excuse. All right. Yeah. Number five or number four. I don't, I lost track. Next one. <laughs> I think it's four. I think we're at four. Okay. Four. Refs? Refs. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Obviously not a real. Not refs, maybe? Can't. No? Okay. So we have one, we have like one and a half legitimate yeah. excuses and uh, two and a half non-excuses. So it doesn't make up for, for the overall disappointment of the season, but I think, uh, it leaves us with a, a hope for the future, especially this game, seeing Davison play so well. Um, and I think we've discussed it a little bit when we talked about uh, Michigan State game and how it felt a little more like Wisconsin basketball, a little bit more what we're used to seeing. Tough defense, low-scoring games, controlling the pace, uh, playing tough at home. And I think when you look at the last four or five games of the season, you know, starting with the, I guess most notably the Purdue win, mm-hmm. and then a tough, a tough battle here against Michigan State. It felt like we were getting, we were getting back to that. Um, so I think that uh, there's hope. The season ends disappointingly, but a hope for the for the future. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, and um, yeah, and I think I mean I guess this is my probably my biggest fear but when we got the injuries and and it was early in the season which I thought maybe it was a good thing maybe we'll catch it towards the end of the season and we'll start playing you know basketball like Wisconsin basketball so um you know and really just come around I think that was part of it because since everyone was young and inexperienced they needed to learn the system you know learn learn how how it's run and how to win games um and I was hoping this would kind of happen sooner and then we'd have some shot at the tournament Oh, but we still do. But um but yeah, so like that's it's kinda good looking for the future just considering everyone's coming back. You know, we don't see Hap leaving, do we? There's no way, right? That'd no. be crazy. Um so, you know, hopefully they can they can learn from it. They can use this to propel them to, to, to bigger heights. Um So yeah, so I wanted to do you uh, there's a couple of things a few things that I would like to point out from this season that maybe you can answer uh, right. for me. One, why doesn't Hap dunk the damn ball? Lack of hops. <laughs> Lack of hops. Like, that's got to be. That's got to be it. Like, am I the only one that gets frustrated by that? Like, he like, he does this day, he dribbles, 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 goes like underneath the hoop, does that, but like sometimes, man, just dunk the ball. Six ten. Yeah, he just, he does a little laying and it lips out, and you're like, yeah. come on, just come on. throw it down. Just dunk the ball. Why? Why do you got to be like that? But I mean, besides that, I think like part he... of it is, I think when he jumps, he's so used to not being the tallest guy or being defended by a taller player that when he jumps, he, I think, almost naturally holds the ball away from his body to shoot it. Mm-hmm. So when he's down low and he goes up, he's not going up like you would to to throw it down. He's kind of going up to put the ball in a place so as not to get blocked. I think it's from playing yeah. 
as a smaller post player. You know, he had, that's how he's developed these, you know, moves and using the rim to, to protect the ball when he's going up for a shot. Maybe that's a theory. It's a good theory. I'll take. I mean, but just dunk, but just dunk sometimes. Yeah, just, 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 just dunk it. Unreal. I, there's just been so many times where it's you know he does his little layup and whips out. I'm just like, why don't you, why don't you just dunk it? Why don't you just dunk it? Huh. But what was the? Um, so yeah, we're gonna go. Uh, I mean, that was that was pretty much it. That was my only question because okay, it bothers me. Um, so yeah, with that, we can go over to uh, the team awards. Awards for the season? Yeah, team awards. Yeah, only I only have one yeah. MVP. Who's that? Uh, most outstanding player. Got to be Ethan Happ. Ethan Happ. He led. I, I looked this up. He led the team in one, two, three, four, five, six categories. Six categories: points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and turnovers. I mean, I know. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's led everything. I mean, I mean, that's you know. That's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar numbers. <laughs> you lead the team. You lead the team in all stats. That's. It sounds like anytime when you hear that, it sounds silly, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, he's he was the team this pretty much this whole season. And I think what's more impressive is that there was no other game plan when you played against the Wisconsin yeah. Badgers. You planned against Hap, and there was there was nothing else. They let everyone do anything else they wanted to, and he was seeing double and triple teams and. At times, you know, it'd be frustrating because he couldn't pass out of it. But, like, you know, you look at it, like, it's hard to pass when there's four people on you. <laughs> so, I think that that's probably the most impressive part. But, yeah, he was a beast this year for us. Yeah, any other, uh, I guess, would, would you say freshman of the year it has to be Davison after the – I think it started out with Kobe King, but obviously yeah. got hurt. And then Davison just continued to improve uh, throughout the year, obviously, with his best game here today um yeah. davison gets I don't, the I don't, freshman year gets the grid award does he get the grid award oh yeah with uh all the offensive fouls he takes the charges and things it was kind of funny actually when uh we were going through our struggle where we went what one in eight in a nine game stretch there for a little bit mm-hmm. uh and the wisconsin badgers uh, uh twitter handle would would tweet out every time he took a charge and it was bad then yeah they had like a running count of how many charges he took in each game and in in the season and people are tweeting back like we don't care just win basketball games (laughs) yeah it was pretty funny that makes sense (laughs) we don't care charges aren't charges aren't fun when you're one you know one win in your last nine games yeah but uh yeah he's he's definitely uh i guess the quintessential Wisconsin Wisconsin player, so it's good to have him. Hopefully, he'll be there. I mean, I imagine he'll be there for four years, uh, unless you know the the Jets need a quarterback or something. But <laughs> yes. it should be. Yeah, yeah, should be. Yeah, so I I got. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Got one other uh, award for a stat of the year. My favorite stat. So uh, that that completed today. Uh, Kugel Iverson, 0 for 25 from the three-point line on the season. Oh, yeah. He was. That seems way to go. Seems hard to do. Needs, I mean, seems even Ethan hit one this year. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess that, oh, that was my, oh, I, yeah. I, you know what? I do have a question. Is Clear yeah. Iverson athletic? <laughs> 
Is Kyle Iverson athletic? Is he athletic? Hmm. I think we saw it today. I, I think we saw it today. Uh, for Wisconsin against non-elite teams, he's athletic. Against good teams, other athletic teams, uh, he you just think he's like out. athletic when he wants to be. I feel like it's that kind of guy. Like I feel like he could rise up and just dunk whenever he wants to, and he just doesn't want to sometimes. He had, I forget the game he had where he had really he had a pretty he had a really good game, and he was like he had because I, I think they I don't know if Davidson got hurt that game or something I need to, I should have looked this up but you know he was bringing the ball up it seemed like he was playing with confidence and he was just he was just balling yeah. and then like other games it just doesn't look like he's trying so I, I don't know if it's I'm not because I'm not gonna say it's an attitude thing but I, I feel like he could you know if he wanted to he could do he could just jump over people when he wanted to. Yeah, I, I mean, today I remember two passes that Hap made from the post to to Iverson. One was towards the baseline, another was in the middle of the paint. He just wasn't ready for the ball. Yeah, and he just looks. Sometimes he looks like he's not coordinated, and it's crazy because he is athletic, and you know, you see the and, flashes, and you see the flashes. But but other times he travels before he starts dribbling or can't catch a pass in, in, in the lane. Uh, and then on the other end of the court, it was an important possession. I think he got switched on bridges or maybe it was just guarding bridges and just was, it was a fantastic defensive possession. And that was outside of the two missed passes. The only thing I remember him doing all game on either end. Uh, so I, I, I think the point to your point he does just turn it on and off or, or maybe just turns it on and leaves it off a lot of the time. The athleticism and the focus, I don't know. It seems it's strange. I feel like he should have a bigger impact yeah. on the game than he does. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's every one of the players I would like to see, you know, kind of make, make a three. step next year. Yeah. Make a three, make a three, you know, work on that first step, not stepping before you dribble. And yeah. Yeah. And, and a little bit of shooting this summer. Yep, just shoot some free throws, gain a 15-footer. That would open up your game tremendously. Um, you know, it, uh, to be honest, like Davison, I would just like to see him make he, – when he's on, he's on. But sometimes, especially for a point guard – and I think – I don't think he's going to play point guard next year. Do you? No, I think when Trace comes back, he's going to yeah. play the two. Yeah, so that – I mean, that would be better because my only – my, my, I was going to say was decision-making um, with the ball. Uh, isn't the best. At yeah, he forces it some, but he's yeah. you know he's young. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, hundred percent. But I, th- I think those are three. Like I, I think I think Iverson could be a, a huge contributor. I think those three could be. I mean, if you throw in King and if he comes back the way to, that, that could be that could be huge. If those four, yeah, if three of them, you know, or especially happen clear, if they like really work on their game, that could be it. Could be dangerous. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got for season review. Yep. Let's move on to the uh, the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, being in New York and having and because yep. we're in New York, because I'm assuming it's because of the big the Big East tournaments in Madison Square Garden next week too, or the week after. Yeah, say. and that's why we had to start yeah, our um, season early and then end it early. So now we're sitting around a week waiting for a selection Sunday we will not be a part of. 
<laughs> so. Yeah. So I guess first thing, moving it to Madison Square Garden. Ha, does that mean anything to you? Does it, the Big Ten tournament, does the tournament being in Madison, the Mecca, the Mecca of basketball, Mecca. does that mean anything to you as no. a Wisconsin Big Ten fan? No, no. I'd be if I lived in New York, maybe I'd be like, oh, that's cool. It's coming here for once, and I'll try to get tickets. But besides that, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it either. I like it being in, you know, whatever, Chicago, Indy, somewhere in the Midwest, the Big Ten tournament, make it in in Big Ten country. I know Rutgers and we're trying to get that market. I know dollars are involved, but it just it feels weird. I don't know. But it doesn't have it, another it, it, tournament have some. But it doesn't make sense. Like, even when you say dollars, like, I get that. But it doesn't make sense. Like, it's just the venue. You know, like we already have the TV revenue from getting New York in there. It's not like we're getting more New York eyeballs. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. maybe they think it's a marketing play. Like, oh, we're going to have all these signs in New York and more people are going to watch, but the world doesn't work like that anymore. <laughs> you know, it's 2018. Right. They're going to be like, oh, I can go to MSG and watch Rutgers play. Like, <laughs> I'm going to sign up for the Big Ten package now and Big Ten Network. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw Iowa play Indiana. Yeah, and and then so like last year was in D.C. and I don't know if official numbers, but from what I saw, there was no one there except for when Maryland played. And I think they got bounced in the first round. Oh, that's right. So I'm yeah, I'm yeah, not so an opponent at all. Yeah, I feel I feel like I like the Midwest feel, and another kind of with my Big Ten bias, I really like it being the last championship game. Yes. Like you went through, you know, the ACC was what ACC is like Saturday night. Big 12 is earlier on uh, selection Sunday. And then the big, the big 10 is the last one. It's to me, you know, in my mind, it makes it the main event. I know it's not the main event, probably not the main yeah. event for most of the country, but it kind of set up it. And then I'm watching that. It leads right into selection Sunday. It's that felt like great timing. Great kind of, if you're talking yeah. about eyeballs, yeah. a great way to get eyeballs on your championship game. Yeah, no, hundred. Yeah, it was great. Although I will contest, I th- I feel like it screwed. I don't know, if it screwed other teams, but I feel like it screwed Wisconsin a couple of times. Oh like, yeah, I, we, definitely. Because <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, because they like already made up the bracket, and it. It's, I think last year screwed us. To be honest with you, but yeah, but well, last year was last year. This, yeah, this. No, this takes me back to 2004, my biggest gripe of all time in NCAA seeding. (laughs) When the Big Ten tournament, we're 24 and 6, I think. I looked it up earlier today, 24 and 6. We're the eighth ranked team in the country, and we have a six seed. Mm -hmm. It blows my mind. I was looking back at teams ahead of us, not only in the tournament, but within our bracket. It was after winning the Big Ten. Tournament against an Illinois team that was pretty pretty damn good if I don't remember right. Yep, mm. oh, just my biggest gripe. So yeah. I guess we get rid of that if we were moving in a week earlier, looking like uh, the Big uh, East. Yeah, you know, lesser and going the week before them. Yeah, but I still I think the well, the that doesn't outweigh everything else. No, I the the, the week earlier is the biggest flaw of this whole thing. If you know, if you're the commish and you're like, oh yeah, no, it's cool. We'll do a, we'll start our Big Ten season earlier, 
so we can end earlier. And it's like we're going to have tournament games going on while there's still other conferences are having regular season games, except for this, like, don't, like, the mid-majors usually start around now, too? Yeah. So, like, we're just mumbled in with, like, the mid-majors. Now I'm getting angry about it. Thanks, Casey. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well. So yeah. yeah, I mean. So we're uh, we're a nine seed going into this now. I think that was locked up before. Yeah. For the game today. Yep. But uh, a nine seed playing Maryland in the. Uh, what is it? It's the we get so we get a first round by as as the nine seed. So we play uh, Thursday, right? And get a. Yeah, we play Thursday at noon uh, against Maryland. Ooh, 11 o'clock Central. Maryland, yeah. I think. Early lunch. Yeah, yeah. I fancy, uh, I fancy our chances to beat Maryland. Uh, not too confident in it, but I think we can uh, beat them. We yeah. lost at Maryland earlier in the year by, I think, five points. Let me pull it up here. We had that game. Um, that game we had. Yeah, we were, we were in it, and then we stopped scoring for some reason. Yeah, we lost yeah. by Five sixty-eight to sixty-three at yeah. Maryland. So, and I think Maryland's been less than impressive since then. So, I think it's a good matchup. I think we could get a W there. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I definitely think it's a. Uh, it's definitely a winnable game. Uh, Maryland's not, Maryland's nothing special. If we are playing like we have been the last few games, um, you know, and it really comes down to I think is yeah, is is a three pointer, you know. Because yeah. Hap's, Hap's going to be able to do what he does. Maryland has doesn't have you know <clears throat> the crazy bigs that can cover Hap, but if they pull down the uh, the double or the soft the soft double teams and we can you know hit a, hit a couple threes to open it up, that will really make the difference. Yeah, definitely. I think that's been kind of the case all year. Is out of the double teams, we get open looks. If we hit those open looks, we look good, and you know. It, if you make shots in basketball, you tend to tend to perform well. So, got to make shots. Make Double shots, teams. yeah. So let's just let's just say we're going to beat Maryland. Yeah, we're, we're going to beat right. Maryland just because I, I feel like it's that type of season, right? Where it's like no one's really no one's caring. We're going to beat Maryland. So then we beat Maryland. We get Michigan State again. Yeah. Can we beat Michigan State? In a word, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you gave us some thought. Um, yeah, uh, I believe. We, no, I, I think I agree today. I think today was our best shot. I, I can't imagine a game going better than today's did for us. And at home, Davidson playing out of his mind. Uh, Bridges struggling. Um, I think all of Michigan State, except for Winston, struggling. I, I can't. I don't see that happening again in the Garden. Uh, in the garden. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, if my thought before, because I knew, yeah, because I knew the way this was going to play out, is if if we like Michigan would have beat us as bad as they did last time, then we would have had a shot in the tournament. Because it's like you know, mm-hmm. two beat downs of the team, blah, blah blah. But now like they have the film, they're going to be going. You know, it's tournament time. Yada yada yada. Izzo, what, what do you, you, Izzo gets a lot of lot of hype around this time of year. Yeah, I think it's somewhat unwarranted. I mean, I know he has a couple of Final Fours in the national title. Blah 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 blah. 
but it's always like, oh yeah, it's Izzo time. And then, but I feel like he's a Izzo is a Final Four bus guy, right? Because like even his good teams, they'll get bounced in the first round, um, out of nowhere. But I think they'll probably be number one seed here, so maybe that won't happen. But we'll see. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go no unless we pull uh, Michigan from last year and our the team's flight gets scared off the runway and we have to play the first game in our practice uniforms. Ooh, practice uniforms, interesting. Yeah, so that could be the game changer. I don't wish harm on anyone, by the way, but unless it's going <laughs> to guarantee a Big Ten title and another run to the championship, I mean, to the to the tournament. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, I don't know that we want to have any near-death experiences or anything. I can't see us being uh, a Michigan of last year. I, I, we just don't. I don't think we have the offense. Michigan had the guards last year. Um, they on the season shot much better and then got hot in the tournament. I can't see us getting hot from three, four. Maybe we do to beat Maryland. Maybe we do to beat Michigan State again. Like we just discussed, don't see that happening. But yeah, I just don't think we have the. The shooting uh, or the scoring uh, offense in general, I guess, to to do that, and we haven't shown we can play the defense well enough. Yeah, away from home to to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I not a very I, rosy outlook. Not a very rosy not a very outlook. rosy outlook on the Big Ten tournament. But I mean, that kind of just goes back to the regular season where it just hasn't been rosy, yeah. and this is where we find ourselves, kind of just yeah. Just man, it 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 feels weird. Does it like it feels weird to be at this time being like, oh yeah, basketball's over, you know? It's just conceding to that instead of some like heartbreaking loss that we've become accustomed to. Yeah, it it does feel strange that the the assumption is we won't make a run in the Big Ten tournament, and obviously without that, we won't be in the tournament. And it's strange thinking about sitting there at Selection Sunday and not seeing where Wisconsin is going to be. And then, you know, when we get together uh, in March to watch the games, you don't even have to consider when or where Wisconsin is playing. It's uh, something we haven't done. It's going to be weird. It's going to be different. It's going to be, dare I say, relaxing. Yeah. See, yeah, the good side. Uh, Relaxing March. The good good side, somewhat relaxing. You also, when you fill out your bracket, you don't have to think about if you're thinking with your mind or your heart. At any point, <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, I can't. I won't. I won't be able to put Wisconsin as uh, the champion in my work pool that I always lose in. <laughs> there you go. Might have a shot of winning it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Well, yeah. So that's pretty much any any last words on the uh, Badger basketball before we lay them to bed. No, I think uh, I'm going to look to the to the future. 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 Just to, to the future. <laughs> to yeah. the future. All right, yeah. There's there's bright things in the future. There could be bright things in the future. So we we got at least we got that. So going back yeah. into the uh into the past, are you are you a big Olympic guy? I uh I am once every four years. Or what oh. are the two years? Because they they're they're oh, split. So you, you do both. You, you know? do both summer and winter. Yes. Yeah. I, I get, you know, I, I always say I'm not going to get too into it. And, you know, I don't really necessarily care for the sports outside of the Olympics, but then, you know, the patriot, the, 
the uh, is that like a patriotism? That was, there you go. Cheering yeah. for America. Yes. Cheering for America uh, gets me, and I, uh, you know, like to pretend I know what is going on when I condemn judges for their terrible scores, <laughs> or, uh, you know, I guess what it what excites me is one, you know, cheering for the countries, and two. Uh, how excited like the luge guy will get about how fast the guy is going or when they bump the wall slightly and then they like freak out that how big of a mistake it was. And I could barely tell anything happened, uh, but they're going nuts. It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, I get, I get drawn in a bit and, uh, uh, and most of the events. So yeah, pretty, Olympics definitely. Overall. Yeah. I'm definitely a big Olympic guy. Um, and yeah, it's I'm definitely the, as long as, yeah, if I can say America versus the world, I'm, it's, I'm all about it. Um, so like, with, especially the way, like you said, like the, with the, with the Olympics is what, probably 80% of them, if not most, I mean, anything but hockey, like I really don't know what's going on at all. And so yeah. it's just like up to some announcer that is geeking out about it. And so it's, especially at the beginning. When you know Team America, we're not doing we're not doing so well. It's like, what is America doing? Why 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 can't we win medals? And I think it was and then was it red was like the first American gold medal. Yeah, um, the snowboarding. Yeah, snowboarding slope style, I believe. And it's like, first of all, everything I'm looking at these is is amazing. Whatever these people are doing, and the fact that it's you know it seems different, but just listening to the the, uh, the announcers freak out about the only forty fakey. Yeah, it looks awesome. But watching, I think early on, watching Red win was cool. It's like this seventeen-year-old snowboarder and his crazy like has his parents like built a skate park in the, I mean, a snowboard park in the back of their house. That was crazy. Um, what was the other snowboarder? I'm thinking the woman. Um, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we all know what we're talking about. Um, but when she went down, when she went in the half pipe, and she just wasn't even on, she wasn't even on, she was on a different level than her competition and just, just slain them. And I was like, yeah. okay, America's back and we can snowboard. That's what we do. Yeah, snowboarding. I think, uh, you know, you talked about us struggling uh, metal wise we just need to invent more snowboarding events that only we really compete in and we'll rake up the gold medals there yeah that's how we make up for it yeah oh absolutely the, everything should be snowboarding like no more figure skating we're not good at it anymore i i we're just we're just not good at it i don't know what happened i i feel like back in my day like we were awesome at snow, i mean figure skating but and then i'm also can't watch it anymore i don't i don't understand like i don't like i don't understand how you can try something not land it but you get more points than trying something else and landing it it doesn't make sense to me yeah i was surprised how the the falling down apparently doesn't seem to be that big of a penalty when the way i remember it that's like the one thing you can't do but that's apparently not the case anymore so or maybe it never was Maybe it never was. I don't know. <laughs> that's the, that's the problem with paying attention to sport every four years, and then also the um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, also the. But I think the um, like the time difference was it's cool at times, like because we got the live stuff when they were doing live in the morning. 
Like when they were, yeah. when their finals were in the morning, we got live at night. Well, it's like, it's like when their stuff is at night there and I'm sitting at work and then I find out what happens to, I don't know. I don't think anything really happened that I cared about, to be honest with you. Maybe Korea. Yeah, I think it was a little different with the winter Olympics than the summer Olympics because most of the stuff. If I go on, if I go on the internet during work, you know, which I tend to do, uh, and I see so and so won a gold or whatever in giant slalom or something, I'm not too worried that I didn't see that live. Whereas in the summer Olympics. If, you know, I missed, let's say, just say the 100-meter dash, like that's an event, that's something I, I care about who wins or will know who wins. Uh, I think there are more of those events in the summer than in the winter. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, in the winter ones, I'm fine catching the recap and seeing the things live uh, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, what would be your Olympic – Olympic high in your Olympic disappointment for you personally? You go first. I'll come, I'll come first. back. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You go first. I thought the high I was the women's hockey team because... Oh. Yeah. Because, though, I mean, as much as... I mean, I love the good storyline. Hockey, uh, Canada, obviously, loves hockey. Women's hockey hasn't beat Canada since... Nine, or no, they haven't. Women's hockey losing to Canada last time and that when they were up 2-0... Yada yada yada. I mean, they were playing it up big time. That's all you heard about during during the broadcast, which was, you know, getting back to broadcasters not knowing, not bringing up anything else. Um, but like it going to overtime, and it's like midnight. And I'm like, should I stay up for this? And then going to a shootout. I don't know. You, you, I'm sure you saw the replay of the shootout at the very least. Yeah. You, yeah. And uh, sorry, I don't know her name, but she had that the 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 game winner which was very Patrick Kane-esque and nasty. And just, um, you know, just watch. I mean, and any time you beat Canada, it's, it's a good day. It's a good day. So that was kind of high, just staying up, watching uh, watching those ladies. And actually, there was three three Badgers on the U.S. team, or four. Four on the U.S. team, five on the Canadian team, because we're good at hockey. Yeah, um, the, the the Wisconsin hockey Twitter feed. Uh, once again, I'll chime in with my my yeah. Twitter uh, handles, which everybody always likes to hear. You know, it's kind of like talking about your fantasy football team. Well, I saw this on Twitter. <laughs> uh, they they had a video of some teammates, uh, the Wisconsin hockey team that weren't on the team. So uh, they were sitting on the couch watching the game, and there was, I think, three or four cheering for America on the left, and three or four cheering for Canada on the right, and. You, then the uh, I think it was the goal to tie it happened, mm-hmm. and you just see the reactions at the same time. The U.S. Uh, fans cheering and the Canadian fans like burying their heads in their hands. It was so cool, and just that they're both, you know, I guess all part of the Wisconsin women's hockey team was pretty cool. It was pretty neat, uh, yeah. pretty neat sight. Yeah, so that was that was a good point, and it was also like it was kind of a you know had a day where we, we had won we had won a few medals that day cuz like we were down in the count like medal count but whatever anyways my disappointment is definitely Michaela Schifron Michaela Schifron oh. yeah well i'm getting a lot of slack for this but i don't care because i think leading up to olympics cuz i am a big olympic guy and watching the coverage I, she was everywhere 
she, you know, and it's, you know, it's not maybe not her fault, all her fault. When NBC says she wants to do an uh, interview, she'll take it. But she, I saw her like every show, every leading up to it. Her mom's her coach, so she's there too. But it wasn't that. It was that she, every interview she was talking about how she's going to be, she's the greatest skier and is going to win five medals. Fine, lofty, something I could never do, win one medal, period. But yeah. at the same time, it was like, okay. She goes out there, she drops out a couple races because of mental fatigue, comes away with a gold, and I believe a silver, a gold and silver. And yeah, yeah, gold and silver doing three of the four, three, three of the five events that she was going to do. And it was just like, this was, this was, this was the hyped up Michaela Schifron that we all talked about. She was the greatest skier and she drops out of two of them, drops out of two of the events. And then like, I don't know, doesn't. Well, she got four, did she get fourth or fifth in the one she didn't medal in? I can't remember. Yeah. But it was just like, okay, this is your, why were you, I just, you should have been practicing. You should have been practicing. I'll say it. <laughs> don't, don't be, all, don't be an all-way commercial. I always, I always feel like we have a downhill skier who's hyped before the Olympics. Mm-hmm. He's going to be, you know, this year's great thing. Uh, and, and then they just don't perform. Thinking back, Lindsey Vaughn, a couple Olympics ago, I know she's won some medals yeah. throughout, but, like, she was supposed to be this kind of multi-gold medal winning uh, skier, and it never really panned out. And she's been very successful, but not to that kind of yeah upper echelon, upper uh, level that, I think she was promoted as, and on the male side, Bodie Miller, who yes, uh, I'll talk about kind of his commentary in a minute. Like yes, he again had some success, but not the winning everything kind of, at least the way that I perceived he was being, and Lindsey Vaughn and uh, Michaela Schifrin were being promoted to me that they're going to be we're going to dominate the downhill because of these people, and then they don't pull through. I think that I feel like this happens every every Olympics. Yes, for sure. But uh, but Bodie Miller on the uh, the commentating <laughs> basically talked about the wind the entire time, <laughs> and it made me I don't want to say like skiing less because that might not be true, but it made it seem much more random than. And I guess he talked about there being a strategy to it. You might want to go sooner or later. If you go sooner, you might get more favorable weather conditions. But if you go later, you know. The understand the course better so maybe that plays into it but it made it seem random to me like in most racing events everybody goes at the same time or you know you're on a pool going at the same time but here you know the elements play a factor and seem to at least in some of the the women's events really affect the performance and that, that just made it feel a lot more random than just a skill. I guess you have to be skilled to even put yourself in a position to to do well in good conditions versus and do good in bad conditions. But it just made it seem random to me, and I don't know. I don't. I still grasping with how I now view skiing because of that. Yeah, it was speaking of random because was it the downhill whatever where the snowboarder won the skiing event? Yeah. Yep. I don't I don't know. Did you watch that live? 
I did, yeah. No, yeah, and so they they cut uh, away they cut away from it because they're like, I, see, I didn't get this. I, I just thought the whole thing was over because they said it was over, and there were still skiers coming down. And I guess those skiers aren't as, <laughs> like perceived as as good. And then this woman just ends up winning it. Like, what was that? <laughs> so maybe that speaks to your randomness. Yeah, yeah, it definitely felt like it. Um, okay, so my I guess my high I would go with uh, the men's curling team. Uh, curling is one of my favorite. I just, I like watching it. I, I think it's something that's kind of easy to pick up once every four years and, and get behind and kind of act like, you know, how to play and act like, you know, good strategy and, and you can cheer along. Uh, also it's a game you can play with a beer in your hand. It's good. Good stuff. Um, so the curling men beating Canada in the, in the semis. So like you said, always good to beat Canada in winter events. And then beating Sweden to win win the gold. Then they they tweeted at uh, tweeted at Delta saying we're about to fly home. Essentially, we're about to fly home on Delta. You know, can't wait. Can you give us an upgrade? We're gold medalists or something. <laughs> and Delta tweeted back and, and basically said, "Congratulations on on winning the gold medal, but sorry, no upgrades for you." What? Yeah, great. Did they really? Just, yeah, no upgrades. <laughs> no yeah. upgrade. Wow. No, no upgrades from Delta. American Airlines swept in and said, we're available. We're available to fly you home. It was pretty great. Pretty great uh, tone deafness from Delta, which I thought was, was fantastic. So, <laughs> and also on the on the men's curling team, the guy with the mustache who you've seen everywhere, he's uh, yep. curls in Madison and is from uh, McFarland. So, oh, well, so got a go. little hometown connection there. So he did mixed doubles with his sister, right? Is that what yeah, yeah, that didn't go so well. No, didn't go so well for them. But uh, yeah, that, we know and then that was, yep, he did both of those. Yes, yeah, he's a <laughs> gold medal on the other side. Uh, and I guess my lower would be you kind of alluded to earlier. It's figure skating, uh, just in the men's and women's, just not competitive at all. Which just just disappointing. It's something I thought we normally are good at, and something I normally like to pretend I'm interested in during uh, the Olympics and we didn't have anybody in either men's or women's that did well. So that was, that was my low, but overall, I think, you know, Olympics, it's fun to, you know, fun two weeks or whatever, 10 days or whatever it is to just follow along in, in these competitions and, and get interested in sports. I normally don't, normally don't follow closely. So I enjoy it. I'll enjoy it again in two years and the summer and, and again in the, going forward so all right yeah it was just the the closing ceremonies are actually on right now and man korea can jam yeah. out i don't know if you've seen any of oh, this okay. k-pop stuff i'd say check it out <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty insane okay i'll have to do that yeah well there it is so that's our that's the olympic recap um Casey, you said uh, a couple of times here, you're a big Twitter guy, right? Big Twitter guy, yeah. Big, all, big Twitter guy. All over the Twitters. <laughs> well, I, well, I should I say, know. although I've tweeted like four times in my life, but I right, follow right. people. So, you, so you're a peruser. <laughs> you, you're a <laughs> peruser of the Twitter. I thought, because I, I was like, I knew I followed you, but I was like, I have never. I don't think I've ever seen you on my timeline. And No. But, but you go in-depth. You go in-depth on your Twitter knowledge. So I was very impressed. That's right. I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me, uh, I think it gives you your stats here. I'm, I'm looking it up. Okay. It's gotta be, it's gotta be like six tweets. 
I know, maybe 15 tweets. 15 <laughs> tweets. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, I have a couple tweets um, that came out this week that were, well, one was kind of newsworthy, which I got. Our uh, tweet, tweet of the week segment. We got two this week. Tweet of the week. Yeah, two, tweet, two tweets of this week. Um, what was, one was kind of newsworthy. Well, I think, okay. Actually, I don't know if it's newsworthy. I think it's sad either way. But it comes from our girl, Kylie Jenner, of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, of whatever yeah. else she does, whatever else they do. Uh, but she tweeted out, so does anyone else not open Snapchat anymore? Or is it just me? Ugh, this is so sad. But because of that tweet, well, it's reported that because of that tweet, after that tweet came out, uh, Snapchat stock, stock dropped 6%, giving it a $1.3 billion loss. This whole scenario seems to be a lose-lose no matter how you look at it. Because it's, if that is actually the case that, you know, Kylie tweets something out and then the market goes, oh my God, this influencer, influencer I'm using air quotes, said something about yeah. Snapchat, it must be down. And then the stock market goes crazy, that's a bad look. That's a terrible, terrible look. It... Yeah, I don't know what it says more about the the investor yeah. class who would react to that, or that she actually has that many people that would care that much about her opinion to to affect that. Yeah, and I tell you what, I am deep into the Snapchat. I am still, I'm still on Team Snapchat, so I must again uh, be out of style, which is nothing new. So. Well, you know me and downloading apps, so I don't have. I don't have. <laughs> Was it? Maybe, maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, and then we got our boy Geno Smith, the uh, star quarterback for the New York Giants. Uh, is he on the Giants now? Is he? I thought he's still, yeah, he's still. Yeah, he he replaced Eli when uh, when they benched oh, him. Okay. Yeah. They got rid of his. Uh, yeah, they put in Eli. Okay. They stopped the streak. Which, in low-key stopping a streak, that was really his brother doing that because he didn't want him to come close to his streak. But that's another time for another day. Um, <laughs> but uh, Gino apparently has been studying. So he said, I've been studying this whole flat earth versus the globe thing. And I think I may be with Kyrie on this. Before, who, before you judge, do you somehow, do you somehow, but what do you guys think? Oh, no, do some homework. Sorry. Before you judge, do some homework. But what do you guys think? Okay. Oh, I mean. Right, first of all, yeah. What do you think? What do you think, Casey? I don't know. I got to do some homework. Yeah. And get homework. back to you. I'm, I am starting to doubt. <laughs> I don't know. I thought Kyrie backed off this. I thought Kyrie backed so off of the, that's, this is the best part. The yeah, so this, or that this, was just a, I'm on Boston now. I can't believe that. Maybe, but here, that's the best part. This came out, yes, this came out, yeah, he tweeted this yesterday. And so, <laughs> yeah, Kyrie came out with this, what was it, maybe a year ago now? It, it, was, yeah. it, was a, it was a while ago, and, like, Shaq jumped on, a couple other jumped on. And then, yeah, you're right, like, Kylie already came out, and Kyrie already came out and said, I've been trolling everybody. And now Gino, who, I don't know, maybe was just at home and bored and knowing that he's not going to play next year, was just like, I want to put something out to make myself relevant. It was like, I think the earth is flat. Or maybe he does think the earth is flat. Now he's just finally getting able to tweet it out. Yeah. 
2018. What a year to be alive. He's replying. Jack Hamby guy has a six-tweet reply to him. Wow. <laughs> He's all over that. Get him, Jack Hamby. Oh, my goodness. So, that, all right. Tweets of the week. Tweets of the week. All right. Any other uh, parting words from you, Marlo? No, man. I think this was good. I, th- I think uh, for first-timer, first-timers, we uh, for, for popping our cherries, so to speak. Um, I don't think it was. I don't think it was terrible. I don't think it was terrible. All right, that's a, uh, a bar that I can uh, hope to aim and hit going forward. Hopefully, not terrible. <laughs> hopefully, not terrible. All right. Well, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll uh, come back. We'll come back with um, with some more after a uh, let's just say it after a Badger win against Maryland. Yeah. All right. All right. Take care. Yeah.